Bonjour, ya cheese-eating surrender-aztecs. Welcome to the Scotsman Podcast. I am your host, Matt Glade. And guess what? The Aggies, they beat San Diego State on the road. Party like it's 1967. The Aggies did exactly what they needed to do. They went on the road against a legit opponent, San Diego State, who's been one of the premier teams of the Mountain West Conference. First conference game, and they got the win. It's so spectacularly encouraging, especially after the script that we saw against Wake Forest that we've seen a million times to see this team use the bye week after Stony Brook, come out, and defensively especially impose their will on San Diego State. Outside of two absolutely ridiculous touchdowns by the Aztecs, they were dominant on the defensive side of the ball. Jordan Love had his best road game as a Utah State starter. There's no argument about that. It was zero turnovers, no touchdowns, however, which you might, you know, you you can nitpick if you want, but Jordan was spectacular. I mean, it was 30 of 47, if I remember right. Hold on. I actually have the box score, so you guys can't um, you can't be mad at me for getting all these numbers wrong. So I'll bring it up. Yeah, 30 of 47 for 293 yards. And, and let's not forget two key throws on that final drive, which didn't end in points, but it did milk the clock. It used up a good chunk of that clock and essentially helped get Utah State the win. Now, uh, there are there are there are of course things that they could work on. You you I mean you want to get seven points on there. You want to get three points on that drive. Maybe not play for three points on that drive. That's in that's that's absolutely mind boggling and infuriating when when coaches go for three points instead of seven. I'll never understand it. Uh, and despite playing not to lose for an entire second half, Utah State was able to pull this one out. And I. Uh, it, it, it's 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 great to see. I, I I mean, as as someone who has covered the team for as long as I have, and has been a fan of the team, and went there, it, it, it's 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 a great win for them. Um, uh, considering they've got Colorado State coming up next, and then um, and then LSU getting this win. Oh, it's just such a confidence builder, and it's it's such. Just such a big step in the progression of what this program wants to become because they have been trying to get over this particular hump forever. They haven't been able to get this win. They haven't been able to beat Boise State on the road when it matters. They haven't been able to beat San Diego State on the road. I mean, think about it. Think about 2015 coming off that BYU win when BYU was ranked in the top 10. They have a chance to go into San Diego State and make a statement and they lose by 30 points. This week, they're coming off a bye week off of Stony Brook after a disappointing, heartbreaking loss to Wake Forest. They rally back, and they beat San Diego State. I keep repeating that because I... Yes, the San Diego State team isn't very good. They're they're, they're just not. They barely beat Weber State. Weber State, excellent FCS team. But they are an FCS team. They didn't look spectacular against New Mexico State or UCLA. Yes, UCLA, who just beat Washington State. But that's the best UCLA has looked 
in four games this season. They haven't looked like that team at any point. San Diego State's defense, very good. That offense, awful. I'm I'm not sure how Agnew is a starting quarterback at the FBS level. Anyway, when I was looking at this game coming into tonight, do you realize last year he only threw the ball 20-plus times, five times, and they won three of those games when he had to do that? It, I know their offense isn't built around it, but I'm surprised they're able to have any kind of success with him back there. But in spite of all of that, it is still an absolutely incredible win. This is what they needed. This is what Gary Anderson needed as a Utah State head coach. He was never able to get this kind of big win in, in, in his first stint. I, I, I think it's just, it's just one of those mind blocks with the players, with the coaching staff. They know going into every road game, whether it's conference, whether it's a P5 team, that they haven't been able to beat them on the road, and they did it tonight. It is a huge weight off their shoulders, and they don't have to worry about it anymore. Uh, a couple individual performances. Let's look at. I already mentioned Jordan Love. Uh, Jalen Warren continues to be uh, an absolute playmaker with the ball in his hands. Uh, he's solidified that number one role. I mean, if he hadn't already, he he did tonight. He was he was bruising. He was he he looked like the kind of running back that usually San Diego State uses to tear Utah State apart. But he was doing it to them. It was it was good to see Savon Scarver. Make an impact. Five catches for 90 yards. COC Mariner continues to be the go-to guy. Uh, Carson Terrell had a few nice catches. Caleb Rep. Caleb, uh, in the first half, it looked like Caleb was going to get a majority of the balls thrown to him. Didn't exactly work out like that, like I thought. Um, The offensive line continues to be good, uh, considering how few starts they have together. Ali Fua was a little suspect tonight at center, but I'm always willing to give the benefit of the doubt when it, it really hasn't presented itself as a problem before in the past. It happened, I think, three times tonight, if memory serves correctly, where the snaps weren't just weren't that great. Uh, it could be any number of things. So I'm willing to chalk it up to an exception. Uh, we'll, you know, we'll obviously keep an eye on that moving forward with him uh, as a team, as a unit. That defensive line, the front seven in general, you, you just cannot say enough for him. Uh, I've I'm, I've got um, a little later on in the podcast. I'm going to be doing the uh, the movie quote awards as I as I usually uh, later on in this podcast. I'm going to be doing the movie quote awards as I'm going to be doing after every game. And so I'll talk a little bit more about the defensive line. Um, let's look. Uh, it's it's just I can't reiterate enough how big of a win this is for this program. Just mentally, yeah, it's twenty three seventeen. Yeah, you never want to see your team give up 14 fourth-quarter points. But, I mean, the touchdowns they got, uh, I mean, the, 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 the poor man's version of Beck to Harleen that got their first touchdown, that's, that's, that's what you have to keep in mind when you look at a 23-17 game like this. Look at what it took for San Diego State to score. Outside of a handful of plays, Utah State dictated what this game was. And you can't be perfect on every play. I put I put it more on the offense in the second half for it being this close than I do on the defense. 
because the time of possession was so far in favor of San Diego State. I mean, it was 36 to 23 uh, minutes, that is. And uh, no matter how in shape you are, no matter what kind of athlete you are, you're going to wear down at some point. And the fact that they only gave up that much, considering how much San Diego State has the ball, is a testament to how good they actually were tonight. I just, I just, I mean, I felt like if I'm, if I'm going to take away a negative from this is it's, it's something that does happen with Gary Anderson teams. They, he loves to play not to lose. He never wants to play to win. He plays to not lose. And I just, that sort of mentality, I'll never quite understand. Uh, Yeah, San Diego State's defense is good, but there were just times where you really could have stepped on the gas or you could have just put the game away and you settled for just killing clock. And that's just not going to work, especially against, you know, a Boise State or possibly even a Fresno State, even though Fresno State has not turned out to be the team that I thought they were going to be so far this season. I mean, it's still young. It's still early. But, uh, yeah, I, I just don't see them being the force that um, maybe we all thought they were going to be. Or maybe it was just me. could have been just me. Uh, you know what? I'm not going to speak for all of you. It was probably just me. Just to mention a couple names on the defense. David Woodward, as always, thir- I mean, 13 tackles. DJ Williams, cornerback. Get in there, 12 tackles. You always like to see a DB who's willing to get in there and make some tackles. Metzenheimer, also very good. Shaq Bond goes without saying he was the catalyst for this in this entire game. I mean, you think about the first drive. San Diego State, they convert four of five third downs. They kick a field goal. You kind of get the impression that it's going to be a typical San Diego State-Utah State game where San Diego State is going to do what they want. They're going to feel it out. And then Utah State goes three and out. And then San Diego State gets the ball back. But then... Shaq Bond gets the tip ball, takes it back. Feels like an enti- entirely different game. From that point on, you never want to say it's a sure thing, but it, it at least personally to me, it didn't feel like the Aggies were going to lose this game after that. It just felt like one of those plays that tipped the scales in the Aggies' direction for the entire game. Uh, just so many ind- so many great defenders performances i mean think of the tackles for loss that they were able to 10 tackles for loss it's considering the opponent considering what they like to do to get that kind of push in the trenches it's absolutely spectacular also considering i've i've been kind of surprised let's go on a rant here for a second about the negative feedback the defensive line has been giving getting around I, I I don't I don't quite understand it. Um. Yeah, they they had some trouble against Wake Forest. Yeah, they they had trouble against an elite running attack from Wake Forest. They're not going to see a running back and quarterback rushing combination like that the rest of the season. I, they play Stony Brook. What can you take away from Stony Brook? It's it, it's hard to judge anybody from that. I've said this on I've said this on the podcast before. I don't need to go into that again. And then they come out. San Diego State traditionally 
has a reputation for winning in the trenches. It's what they do. And Utah State destroyed them. Imposed their will. I I don't know how many more cliche ways I can say it. They were so impressive. Tremendous, tremendous young men, as Gary Anderson likes to say. They were tremendous in the trenches. Let's use some alliteration. Loved what I saw from them. The way that uh, Justin Enna is using a four-man front this year, kind of transitioning away a little bit from the 3-4. Just because he has so much talent on that line, and it shows. They're so deep. They run so deep. When you have Wildman and Henniger coming in, I, I, I love everything they're doing in that front seven. They're just devastating. And they've got a lot of talent on the back end, too. And it showed tonight. I, everything came together for that defense tonight. It was a lot of fun to watch. Okay. Uh, I've got enough. Uh, I've done enough ranting for now. Let's, uh, let's get into me, the old movie awards. Uh, for tonight, I decided to go with one of my childhood favorite movies. Uh, it is the movie that convinced me at a young age that I was going to be a fighter pilot. I used to watch this movie. Oh, jeez. At least once a week, I feel like. Or at least the dogfight at the end. Of course I'm talking about Top Gun. It's one of the greatest action movies in cinematic history. And it's got some of the best one-liners ever delivered on screen. Whether it's Mr. Cruz or Mr. Kilmer. Yeah. I don't call them by their first name because you got to put some respect on that. You really do. So let's get to it. I feel the need. The need for speed. Just got through talking about him, Shaq Bond. He felt that need. Once that ball got tipped, he found the seam. The way he worked it down the sideline was just masterful. I thought there were several different times I thought he was going to step out of bounds. My anxiety peaked. But he stayed in, tiptoed down the line, scored a touchdown. As we said, it was just one of those domino plays. When you can trace back, domino plays, or as I like to call them, to shatter point plays. It's like when uh, when you look at a car windshield, especially a cracked car windshield, and you go back to the point where the crack started and you kind of see the journey of how it got there, there's that beginning point where that small chip took this crack on a long journey across the windshield. I think all of you have tuned out by now with this metaphor, but you kind of see what I'm saying. It's a shatter point play. And so that's that little rock chip of scoring the touchdown on the pick six. Kind of sent the game along this journey across the windshield. You can be my wingman anytime. You can be mine. We weren't sure coming into the season if they'd be able to have a potent one-two duo like they did with Gerald Bright and Darwin Thompson last year. But Jalen Warren has proven to be Gerald Bright's wingman. And he can be there anytime. If not, vice versa. Maybe it's Gerald Bright that's going to be Jalen Warren's wingman from here on out. Yeah, I, I, it, it's, it's hard to keep Jalen Warren off the field considering what he's done every time the ball's in his hands. Tonight was no different. He broke tackles. His touchdown run was absolutely incredible when he blew up the DB. So much fun to watch. He's an exciting player. He's a special talent. And Utah State did a fantastic job in bringing him to Logan. It's how I felt every time I watched them make a play. 
They were so much fun to watch tonight. Think back. So they played San Diego State in 2015 and 2016. Neither of those games were pretty in any sense of the word. There was nothing positive to take out of those games from Utah State. In 2016, when they were in Logan, 400 yards rushing, 7 yards a carry. 2016, 300 and 2015, 336 yards, 5.5 yards per carry. Tonight, 91 yards rushing, 2 yards per carry. And as I mentioned earlier, 10 tackles for loss. There was no positive gain on the ground. All of their touchdowns, all of their positive yardage came on absolutely spectacular plays. All dictated by that front seven, especially the, the defensive line. Just as Tehi was, ev- was everywhere. Tipa Naliai was everywhere. Chris Unga held the point of attack. And this all coming off of Fuile Lua being out for the season. The top run defender in the Mountain West in 2018, gone for the season. They come out and they have a game like this. I have been, and I have a feeling that I will continue to be impressed by this group moving forward this season. Defense Department regrets to inform you that your sons are dead because they were stupid. On the negative net nitpick, once again, third and short, third and three in this instance, they don't put the ball in Jordan Love's hands. They could have sealed the game. Jordan Love is the best player on the team. And I know that I will get blowback because it was an RPO, but those don't work unless the quarterback keeps the ball once in a while. And for as many great things as Jordan Love does, he doesn't keep the ball ever on RPOs. So if he's not keeping the ball, they're not ever going to respect him in the run game. So as soon as you run that play, of course, everybody is going to crash down on the running back. Gerald Bright never had a chance on that play. And as much as I love Gerald Bright and I stand for Gerald Bright, yeah, Jalen Warren's injured. I'd still rather roll the dice with him if that's what you're going to do. It's just another instance that I go back. It's it's playing for a field goal. It's playing for a tie. It's not playing for a, I'm not playing for a tie, but it's playing not to lose. It's not playing for a win. And it's... It's that kind of mentality. It's just not going to work. On on better teams, this is not going to work. There are going to be better offenses that they face that will take advantage of that mistake. And I hope it doesn't come back to bite them in the butt sometime during the season. But if they continue to do stuff like that, it will. Yep, for this one, Maverick. Just a walk in the park, Kazanski. He made it look so easy at points tonight. I mean, he made... Throwing the ball out of bounds look impressive. He didn't. The biggest difference tonight compared to Wake Forest, especially, was he didn't force anything that wasn't there. That is a huge step forward. Instead of trying to make something happen, especially when things just aren't working, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't, he didn't force the ball in there. He didn't throw it in places he shouldn't have. He made some spectacular throws, but if he needed to, he threw it away. The zero turnovers on the road, it's just something he hasn't he hasn't been able to control that. He's made as good as love is, he has made some questionable, to put it very gently, 
questionable decisions in road games. So to see the progression and the mindset change just from a few weeks ago to the way it was tonight with him, a very encouraging sign. Holy we're head to head. I can't believe we're doing this. I've kind of gone over this a few times already. But much like Goose, going head-to-head with a team like San Diego State, despite them being as bad as they are this season, or I shouldn't say bad, as average as they are, going head-to-head with them and and coming down in the fourth quarter, being ahead, it just in my mind, I, much like Goose, I, I can't believe we're doing this. I can't believe we're playing with a lead in San Diego. It's just somewhere the Aggies haven't been in conference yet. And to sustain the lead and not give it away, to not follow the script that's happened so many times with P5 teams on the road in big games, to hold on and to get this win, I just can't believe we're doing it. It's a big moment for the program. I mean, it seems small, but it's a big... And maybe it sounds ridiculous me saying it, but it is a big deal. This win is a very big deal. And you sh- and all of Aggie Nation should be excited about it. This is just something that has been lacking for so many years in this program. They've, just, they've been at the cusp so many times, and they got it done. Be excited. Be happy. Celebrate. And I guess what? With the team, you don't have to just, like, stop celebrating after tonight. You can celebrate for the whole week until they play Colorado State next week. You don't have to focus on Colorado State. Let them focus on Colorado State. Enjoy this every single day until next week because you should. It's a great win. It should make you feel good. Ask Utah fans. Ask BYU fans how crappy it feels to lose. This was a big win on the road. Take it. Love it. Be excited about it. Don't nitpick it like I did. It's my job to nitpick it. You enjoy it. Have fun with it. Anyway, that's all I got for this week. It's been an absolute pleasure to bring you the Scotsman podcast tonight in the wee hours of the morning. And once again, thank you for downloading the podcast for The Sagebrush Grows.